Hungry Trilobite Podcast would like to start by acknowledging these fine conventions. SoonerCon is Central Oklahoma's longest-running pop culture convention. The next event is scheduled for June 24th through 26, 2002 in Norman, Oklahoma. However, they need your help to put on the next event. Please visit SoonerCon.com to find out how you can help make SoonerCon 30 a reality. The Hellmouth Convention The Hellmouth Convention is a celebration of all pop culture, but specifically things like Buffy, Angel, Firefly, and Dr. Horrible. It is held in Los Angeles, California, and the next event is scheduled for June 3rd through 5th, 2022. Proceeds benefit the Los Angeles LGBT Center as well as the Ron Glass Memorial Scholarship Fund. For more information, go to thehellmouth.org. Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Boss. Again, I'm going to be your host. Today I'm welcoming Adil Hussein to the show, an actor from The Life of Pi, as well as Season 3 of Star Trek Discovery. I am amazed at this guy's perspective on the world, and I want to get started talking to him right now. On tap today, we have Adil Hussein. How are you doing this evening, good sir? I'm doing very well, and... uh... I guess it's good morning to all of you, uh, or, or to you at least, Aaron, because probably this is early morning for you to wake up for me. Unfortunately, that you have decided to interview me and live in India. <laughs> but I'm very happy to be here, if you are happy as well. Well, it, it is morning, and it, just the best compromise we could make when it comes to time zones. Okay. Yeah, it's a good time for me as well. Yeah. So I got to know your work, especially through season three of Discovery, which I was a huge, huge fan of. And I was really happy when I followed you on Twitter that I found out that you say you're in love with the art of acting. I thought that was a really good introduction to why you do what you do. Yeah, I guess I think that had been one of the most important questions that had haunted me in a way for a long time, because in, um, after I graduated from drama school in 1993, I uh, had a lot of questions and I wanted to, uh, I wanted those questions to be answered. And I got a scholarship to study acting in the UK when they came back uh, with some more information, had a very structured uh, training there as well. But those uh, questions were, uh, the questions were about uh, of a philosophical nature, and uh, and I uh, those questions were not answered. And so the questions I had uh, a billion dollar questions, like everybody asks, you know, who are you and what are you doing here on this planet Earth, and where are you going after here after this? When you die, where do you go? And all those questions, and especially growing up in India. I had been in, uh, you know, surrounded by these kinds of questions because of the tradition of amazing mystics being born in India since thousands of years ago till today. So uh, I asked myself, why do I act? Why do I have to act? Is it a selfish reason that I satisfy my you know, ego? Do I satisfy my vanity or what is it that 
that is so important about acting that I have to devote or I have to keep doing it. Uh, so nobody could answer that question uh, from one of my teachers who I met in 1993 towards the end of my drama school session. And then I uh, met him again in 1995, end of 1995 in the south of India, which is around 4,000 kilometers from where I live in New Delhi. Uh, and that particular place was a colony of uh, France uh, uh, quite a while ago, you know, before 1950s. And, um, and there was a saint there who was born somewhere else, but he settled there called Sri Aurobindo, who had written thousands of books. And he was a graduate from Oxford University and he was extremely good in English. And he managed to sort of articulate the idea of existence and the purpose of life and all kinds of things uh, systematically, uh, very uh, profoundly as well. So he introduced me to, uh, not to him, but another saint who was born in 15th century um, called, called Ramakrishna Paramahansadev. And it's a book which is available in English if you guys are interested to read. It's called The Gospel of Ramakrishna. He was an illiterate person, but he, his, his, his speeches, his uh, conversations between him and the, and the person and the people, those who questioned him about anything of, about life, you know. So those were uh, recorded uh, date-wise, uh, precisely when and at what time of the day he said, uh, that blew my mind and uh, got few answers. And then I met my teacher and he's, he, he sort of made me question about the, what kind of satisfaction do I get when I act? Do you get after you get the applause or do you feel happy at the, in the act of acting? Then I remembered one incident that was the first ever play I did on the stage when I was, when I was probably eight years old, uh, when I was in the kindergarten. And uh, the play was of half an hour length and I came down from the stage. I asked my director that, oh my God, is it already half an hour? And she said, yes. I was uh, completely stunned. I told her that I felt, it felt like five minutes. So uh, when I looked back at that time again, I realized that Time stood still for me. It felt like five minutes. It felt like you know, the time, you know, it just, it just, it's magical for me. That experience was completely magical. And probably uh, when I told this particular story to my teacher, he said, this is what happens. You live in the moment. Your intensity of being here and now increases manifold. And when it increases, you actually truly live in the time and space and the, with the body, which is meant to live in the time and space and now and here. Only the mind goes to the left or right of future or past. So it gives an immense amount of quiet kind of joy that you derive from that kind of presence. And, uh, and, and then the empathy that you create amongst the audience members uh, for the characters that you play, which could be uh, gray or black. It, no, no character is black and white anyway. 
So uh, that's the job of an actor that you create empathy and you give an audience or you allow the audience a, win a window to the validity of one's opinion or one's perspective uh, of the other. So that is what is missing in the world nowadays. We think we are the one who is right only and the others are all wrong. So if you can create that empathy, if you can evoke that empathy amongst people, then your job is done. And that's one of the greatest gifts that you can give it to the other. So I said, okay, that's good enough for me. I can give acting. <laughs> so yeah, I continued until today. I feel very blessed and uh, I'm very grateful that I chose this, uh, this art form, the art of acting. And I'm still searching for greater depth every time I act and uh, it's going on. I don't think I, uh, the depth uh, that I'm searching for and uh, I think it's bottomless. So I'll never be bored because there is more, uh, there is more water, you know, deeper water to, to dive into. Thank you. Uh, I am definitely going to look up that book and I'm going to be putting it in the show notes on my website. So if anybody else wants to check it out, they're certainly free to do so. Um, if I could talk from the other side of the screen or the other side of the stage, I can say that my greatest thrill when I'm in the audience is knowing that whoever's on screen has managed to show me somebody else's perspective from, you know, a different race, a different gender. And when you get into sci-fi, it could be a different species or a different time. It, it's seeing yourself in somebody very unfamiliar is very rewarding when you let yourself do it. I, I was just saying, if that's the way you were going about it, if that was why you were doing it, I, I think we're definitely in it for the same reason there. Yes. Yes. I think art's greatest quality of watching a piece of art or, or, or practicing even a piece of art is that it, it creates a certain uh, uh, elasticity uh, or, or flexibility within the person's perception to see things uh, from quite a, quite a few points of views. And uh, one becomes uh, a large-hearted and wide-hearted person. Uh, the mind opens up and, and, and I guess we become more accepting, accommodating, uh, more perceptive, more we, we are trained to watch the nuances and subtle aspects of life and that probably is the purpose of uh, watching or practicing art uh, artistic activities and and without art i think uh, and that's what probably is happening across the globe i remember when i was in holland uh, in 1997 till 2001 i was in a dance theater group, I was the only actor who was acting and rest of the people were dancers. And we performed and within 10 years time, that, that particular company was uh, gone. And because the funding for art was reduced by the government in 2008 and nine. And, 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 and it's, it's happening across the globe. In India as well, we have very little funding for art practices, you know, um, few private funding systems are in place, but that's not good enough uh, because art uh, practice or art education 
from the from the from kindergarten onward if we make it uh possible for each and every young children to to sort of uh, you know to facilitate them to practice their artistic tendencies and you know recognizing or detecting the temperaments of the kids i think we would be living in a much better world and when you look at when you make the timeline long enough when you look at what really matters in the long run it's almost always the art that survives individual lifetimes it's it's uh, you know engineering is it's often happen it you know extends out and and political events they often have their impact but it, when you look at something from a thousand years ago you're almost always looking at art yes because that probably artistic activities are probably the most most uh, or the finest expression of uh, of a world that could be rather than what it is as well and 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 once we uh, do get the the opportunities to practice it and let it flourish and facilitate it by the you know by the by the people of uh, of you know a, a position in power uh, powerful people around those who are in position of power and when we uh, excavate something from you know as you said that there is this huge uh, excavation which happened quite a decades ago very close to india and it's in pakistan right now but in the greater india what used to be uh, we came to know about the finest uh, the civilization the quality of civilization was perceived by the modern people by looking at their art and that's always the case and 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 i don't understand why uh, the governments uh, nowadays are not interested in that uh, that is a sad thing and which is happening probably across the globe and i don't know the reasons uh, only few countries probably you know, invest a lot in art scandinavian countries and france probably a little more i don't know about america um i don't know about southeast asia but uh, japan probably more but i i don't have any information about the other countries at all so but less and less that much i can see yeah i would say in america we have certain programs which are funded and the dollar amounts are significant but proportional to the population no not so much i, I think that what we're seeing is like i said before to see the real value in art you have to take the timeline out decades centuries millennia and we're in we're encouraged to look only a couple of months a couple of years in the future and it's often very hard to see the value in art immediately after it's released you need to give it time to percolate in history yes absolutely right yep and that's not a good thing i'm just saying that's the dynamic that we have in play right now yes yes absolutely but it's i hope that it changes yeah mm -hmm. I was say, it's, <laughs> it's refreshing that like i said when you when you look back and to, to tie back to your earlier point that you can see yourself in someone else when you look at something that's you know from an extremely long time ago and it feels very fresh because you're talking about the same emotions and the same situation that you personally faced or somebody in your world faced that's when you see the value yes absolutely 
and one of the probably greatest uh, or most uh, important element of 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 uh, of art probably is that to be able to perceive the fact that we are never the same and we completely uh, you know we, we are constantly in the go uh, if, even if you look at it from the cosmic point of view like uh, the planet is you know the moon is around this going around the earth and earth is going around the sun and the sun with with this with 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 sun's children i'm talking about the planet eight or nine planet whatever the amount you know the it's hurtling around the galactic center and the galaxy is also moving um so we are never in one one physically not even in one position and we are constantly growing the universe is expanding at, at, at an ama astoundingly you know uh uh what do you call that? Um, astounding speed. It is going away from each other. Uh, so um, the tree which in, which is in front of me, I'm looking at right now, uh, is not the same. And and then the the people that I am in 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 love with or not so in love with, they are changing at all times. So for me, the practice of art and especially acting. Uh, it just gives me and reminds me uh, constantly the fact that I must look at each and every thing around me at all times as if it's fresh, it's new. And that is also one of the most important element in acting, that the same scene or the same person I'm acting with tomorrow is not the same person because... Uh, the moment has passed and I have to be here and now when, and when you, you are in, when you are in the now, you are constantly moving in the now and it's the past is gone, you know, a second away, it has left and, and, and you are constantly in the new now. So to be able to perceive and, and to realize it, actually realize it and make it uh, a first habit, not the second habit, but it's your first nature. And that is probably one of the greatest act that a human being can perform just to be in the now, which opens up doors, magical doors around me uh, to, and shows uh, new vistas and new horizons at all times about my relationship with my wife, uh, has changed who I know since last 20 years. We are married for last 13, 13 years. My, uh, <clears throat> our son is 11 years old. And I've seen that because of my practice in acting, my life has been enriched to the degree that I feel, um, I feel, I feel like screaming uh, on the top of my voice and tell the world that practice art, you know, everybody is not to become an actor, it's not to become a musician, it just, it's just a life skill. It, it just makes you, uh, makes you a larger person, uh, not e egoistically, but uh, I'm probably, uh, I don't have to repeat that. It's not meant that you become a huge and big, not, in, not because you have the name and fame and all that. Those are very, very minor consequences of what you do. 
Uh, but the most important aspect is that when you practice it yourself, the intrinsic joy and, uh, and, 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 and fulfillment and contentment that I had been experiencing. And because of that, I radiate that in the house or people who are around me, they can feel that. And, and, and that also somehow inspire, inspires other people to come and ask me questions that what do you do, Mr. Adil, that you feel so calm and happy and, 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 and what is your practice? So I just say it's art. It's because I'm constantly trying to be here and now. And that makes me what I am today. That's and in terms of human being. I'm not talking about where have I acted and what's my achievement. All those are very secondary things. If I, I did, I acted uh, on the stage and in films without being known for 20 years. And I had equal fun and I was happy about it. Very happy about it. Nobody knew about me. Just few people who I acted with. So that's why I keep telling my, when I go and they ask me to come and teach, sometimes teach me and share my experiences or help them to act better. I tell them that I think you must cast yourself in the right role. Uh, in life are you meant to be an actor or a practitioner of art if you can how to find out uh, for me i would say there is one of the ways probably easy for me i don't know whether it would work for everybody that ask yourself for next 20 years you'll not be recognized you'll not be you'll not get you'll not get paid would you still act or or paint or sing or dance <laughs> you know would you be doing that? Do you, can you see yourself? Can you imagine yourself without being paid or recognized by anybody significant? And I've said before yeah. on the show, and I, I firmly believe this, that that uh, the the entertainment arts, they're very visible, very significant, but art at its core doesn't even have to encompass that. It's It's the part of your mind that just says, I'm going to make this, I'm going to build it better. And that... Yeah to engage that is, is necessary to feeling worthwhile inside. And when you're Absolutely. saying, yeah, when you're saying that you, you're trying to get people to do what they want to do, regardless of if they get rich and famous, that's, I think that's the key because if you, if you don't see that value, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Completely, completely. But it's, it's, it's difficult because the onslaught of the society, uh, the current society, we have become market society and everything is sort of intended to be consumed or you know consumption is the is the is the word and if you if your work is not consumed what a what, what a derogatory word to call people consumers i don't understand you know it's a very very um undignified word <laughs> that much i can tell you know um so if what you do is not consumed by the society, uh, then you are questioned by your family and friend, loved ones as well. So it's, it's a journey against, you know, it's an uphill uh, task to, to remain uh, and to retain your integrity. Why did you, uh, uh, why, did you ha why have you started practicing art in the first place? We forget about that and we, uh, we get, you know, we get displaced, destabilized by these questions of people like, oh my God, nobody knows about you. You should go and put yourself out there. But I think that if you practice hard enough, 
uh, when I say hard, I mean not necessarily you, you one will perceive the work as hard work. I, I may not perceive the work that I have done as hard work because I love it. So it, it doesn't become hard. You know, I just, I just did it. And of course, I stayed away nights after nights and day after day. I, I worked and worked and worked. I felt tired, but I, I was always happy. So it didn't feel like I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing hard work. Um, so if one does it, there is, a, there is a proverb in India that when you have worked uh, in the right direction enough uh, with, a, with, with, with some kind of purity of intent of going deeper into the, into the work, whatever that work could be, could be you know, the art of cooking or doesn't matter, gardening or climbing mountains, you, know, you, you start exuding kind of radiating certain, certain kind of fragrance and people will come when you are really ready. You don't need to go and showcase yourself somewhere else. And that was a very important, that played a very important role in me. I never went to look for work um, in films. I always just wanted to act and I always found people who wanted to, who wanted to act, uh, work with me, theater. And then one person, one casting director one day came from Bombay, uh, sorry, uh, called me from Bombay. Bombay is the Bollywood world, you know, so-called Bollywood that we call it in, in India. In, we call it Mumbai now. Uh, the director flew from, from Mumbai uh, to come and convince me to act in films. So I was pretty uh, taken, uh, I was touched. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, he, he was told that I'm not interested in films, which is true because the kind of films which are being churned out from Bollywood, I didn't watch it myself. So I didn't want to be in it. And <laughs> so I said, yeah, I'm not really very interested, but if there's a good script, I'd like to act. And that film became a bit famous. Uh, it, it became popular. And then I kept getting work without auditioning anymore in India. I don't have to do it anymore. So I've done probably as of now, uh, including short films and television, 85 or 86 projects since last 10 years. It's the only last 10 years that I, I had been acting in film. So what I'm trying to say is that one starts uh, attracting the kind of work that you would like to do, even without so-called networking. You know, the networking happens. That's the nature of the universe. You attract energies around you. And uh, yeah. In, in the podcasting realm, we would say you are self-selecting. You are, you are doing what you want to do. And the people who want to see that will find you. And the people who want to work with you absolutely will find you. Right. Yes, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yes. Yeah, th there's enough out there. There's enough audience out there for everything. So you don't have to feel like you need to find appeal to this one group or this, this big audience when you, the people who truly value it will find you. Absolutely. I agree with you completely. Because I think that uh, that's how universe functions. And uh, we must, that's the thing. We cannot have plan B. There is only plan A. <laughs> that you're jumping from the cliff and you would know that you would fly. And there is no parachute, or there is no nobody waiting down there with a with a with a with a net to catch you. You jump, 
and with the trust that you will fly or you're ready to die. Um, so once one is ready uh, with that kind of courage, I think, I think things start working for you. I, don't, I didn't have any plan B. Like, oh, if I don't get to act in movies, I will do something else or, or, or act, not movies. I mean, movies were out of my you know, radar completely. I just wanted to act. Um, and then that, that, what you said, self-selecting, and it, it comes, it comes around you. And uh, it also trains oneself um, to trust that intuitive, that intuition, which is a higher faculty than, than instinct. Instinct is for good for survival. Uh, it's a survival mechanics or mechanism. But intuition is a higher faculty than instinct. And then above intuition, there are other things which we would not go into it uh, probably uh, today. But intuition that, okay, now I feel like uh, taking five days of rest. I don't want to work. And once you feel like doing it, you do it. And you see within those five days or two days, uh, things happen miraculously, or you feel like going to a particular cafe that day and you do and do it, go for it. And you look around in a book, uh, in a book bookshop and you see a book and you just collect that book and you pick that book up and you feel like reading that, you buy it. So I'm saying that to train one's, uh, oneself to follow that, that, that even humble feeling the trouble with inner inner instructions or inner voices, if I can say that way, put it that way, uh, and most of the inner voices, which are which are which are from even deeper or higher spaces, are even more humble. They don't want to push you. They don't want to. They don't want to, you know, force you to do anything. But if that's why it is important for art practitioner to be to practice quietude, a lot of deeper quietude, so that I, we can hear the humblest, gentle indications, not even a request, just indication that maybe we should look to the left, just maybe, you know, very soft, very gentle. So it is important uh, to practice that, that kind of uh, quietude in order to, and how to be quiet, there are hundreds of ways to do that. And that particular practice would come to you if you're seeking hard um, or seeking intensely, you know, and whenever you are ready, it would come probably. Um, so what I'm trying to say is that, that it is important to follow that feeling in order for universe or whatever you call it, you know, the energies around you, the people around you, the things around you uh, will start uh, responding when it is the rightest time for oneself. When it comes before, sometimes if you push and manipulate things, then you might end up in a place where you didn't want to, <laughs> you know, you don't want to end up there. And a lot of, lot of things I've seen, not with me, for some reason, I had been very lucky. And that's the reason I feel so much of gratitude that I never tried to push things uh, in some aspects, it happened, but with acting, I never tried to go and make it happen. I, it sort of, it, I, 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 it 
without without knowing it uh, i didn't know about it 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 just uh, it managed to let it happen and there is a huge difference between these two to make it happen and to let it happen and it's the difference is almost day and night you know it's like that stock um and probably um what you are saying aaron that um it it works when as you said that you know it's self selecting it's it selects itself when you are in that when one is in that space of gratitude relaxed in leisure in 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 joy in quiet joy not exuberant but just gently you're placing yourself in the hands of the greater forces and i i i greater forces are something that we whatever we attribute those to being that that's something that we have to acknowledge is we're not the biggest thing in life we're far from <laughs> it so once you understand that and you accept that something can push you along just be open to whatever it is yes yes absolutely absolutely and that's probably a really good place to leave it because i'm not sure we could get better than that um if somebody wants to follow your work and check out what you're doing next, what would be a good place to send them to? Because I'm going to put all this in the show notes. Um, well, most of the, I, I'm very active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All of them are verified. Twitter is at, under, sorry, Twitter is underscore at Adil Hussain. And the same handle is for Instagram and Adil Hussain with a blue tick is on Facebook. Um, I don't have any website, but IMDB quite often uh, they enlist uh, the work that I do and I had been doing. Uh, today, uh, I got the Best Actor Award at the Washington DC South Asian Film Festival. Uh, they announced it today. Uh, and it's a very different kind of role. I put it up on Twitter if you have a look at it. Mm -hmm. um, those films are not yet released. It, it will be. So there are quite a lot of films are on 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 uh, Netflix. Uh, two of my favorite films are there on Netflix now, which uh, there is one film called uh, What Will People Say? Uh, that's a Norwegian film, and that was the Norwegian submission to Oscars in 2018. And I was humbled to be awarded the best uh, a national award of uh, Norway uh, as the best actor. And if you search for Adil Hussain on Amazon, Amazon Prime and, and Netflix, you'll probably find few films in, a, in the US as well. And I strongly recommend those social media feeds because I love how you present a very three-dimensional image of life, not just your work, not just your dinner, but just pretty much everything that makes somebody whole is in that feed. And I, I do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you so well, much. Like I said, I'm going to put all this in my feed and I have all those in the show notes. I would appreciate having you back anytime because I really enjoyed this conversation. I had a great time because I think it's rarely that I get to talk uh, in an open conversation like this because there, there are always a sort of an agenda or a, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's structured and certain questions which is related to films only, but very rarely someone would ask me about why I do what I do. And, uh, that is one of the most important questions that I ask. It really myself. is. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, again, you're welcome back anytime. Let's make that happen.
thank you. And I would love to, Aaron, anytime. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I would like to thank Adil for being my guest today, and I would like to thank you for listening. For the community building part of the show today, that part where I talk about growing our community that takes you less than five minutes and costs you nothing, I want to talk about motivation. I want to talk about what it takes to get involved in a creative field, whether that be a creative field that is acting or the arts or writing, or whether that's something a little more engineering hands-on based like construction or design, whatever got you into that, I would like to hear from you. You could reach out to me at my email address, bossigpodcast at yahoo.com, or reach me on Twitter at Aaron Bossig. You could subscribe to this show at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and we are syndicated on Realm of the Mist, a fantastic podcast network. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.